Hello, and welcome to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. I am Steph, and I'm the owner and creative director of Vim. Vim's mission is to showcase the enthusiasm and passion of business leaders nationwide. I cannot wait to have you listen to the show and stick around. At the end, we talk a little bit about how you can be my next guest. All right, we have Cheryl McColgan with Heal, Nourish, Grow with us today. Cheryl, again, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited to talk about Heal, Nourish, Grow and what you do. Um, I'll go ahead and just have you kick us off and explain a little bit about you and, and what your company does. Yeah, sounds good. Um, and so thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited for you starting a new podcast. I remember what that's like having done a couple of them. <laughs> um, but when I saw your premise for the podcast, I absolutely loved it because I am passionate about my what I do for work. And I think sharing that with people, um, sharing positivity in the world, especially right now, is just yeah. such a beautiful thing. <laughs> so uh, so to get so to go with here and nourish grow, um, basically it's a healthy lifestyle, ultimate wellness and advanced nutrition website. So I provide a lot of education around uh, food, around weight loss, around fasting. And really how I've been passionate about this my whole life. So I was a runner for like 17 years. I grew up on a farm. So I've always been around like a lot of whole foods kind of things. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I just got really interested in how I was eating, what I'm putting in my body, right? So, and I was a child of the 70s. And so I was during the low fat craze. And then it was the, um, you know, I was vegetarian for seven years. <laughs> and then I, yeah, it's quite a change too from vegetarian to how I eat now. Um, but basically, I like, I kept evolving with the science and I kept, you know, kind of going deeper. And so for a long time, I kind of just like went on what was with the surface of nutrition or, or with food. And the problem with that is that the media and certain interests really spin things in a very specific way that actually has nothing to do with the research. Uh, So when I found out that my dad had cancer Mm -hmm. and I had had some of my own health problems, I decided to really take this deep dive into nutrition. And that's really um, when about, it's been about six or seven years ago. Now I discovered uh, the Nobel Prize for autophagy, uh, which is your body's like cellular cleanup process. It has a lot of implications for cancer. And so that's how I kind of ran across that doing all that research. Uh, And then also eating lower carb has some pretty huge implications for not only overall health, but they're also finding a lot of things um, with that related to cancer. So basically my passion for helping people with this is I would prefer that Nobody has to go through, um, you know, losing someone to cancer. And that's a huge part. And then in addition, you know, we have this obesity epidemic. We have prediabetes and diabetes in about 88% of the population. So uh, the more I can just share what I've learned about how to get healthier and how to improve your metabolism, how to improve your metabolic health, um, that's really what I'm passionate about and why I wanted why I come on these kind of shows just so in case one person hears it and it helps them, then that just makes me so happy. <laughs> I love that. So how, um, so you grew up on the farm, right? At what age yeah. were you uh, vegetarian actually? Cause that says a lot about the foods you were choosing to eat. Yeah. Well, that was actually when I was, um, had gotten to adulthood, I would say I probably started when I was about, I'm guessing like 25 to 30, somewhere in there. And seven um, years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and far longer than it was actually serving me, which is, you know, it's funny how people and, and every, you know, everyone that follows like sort of a particular diet can be really guilty of this is like you get really caught up in a dogma or identifying yourself with the way that you eat or the job that you do or whatever it is. And so it becomes very hard then sometimes to kind of back away from that. But really, the more clear I got on you know, finding this research that I found about fasting and about low carb diets and about its implications for overall health and particularly on cancer, it made it really easy for me to say, hey, you know what, I've been presented with new information. And I this doesn't need to keep going like this, like, it's really not serving me. I don't people always used to say to me, Oh, my God, you went vegetarian, you must feel so much better. And I'm like, No, actually, I don't, I don't feel any different. Um, but I think because for me, I was never coming. And here's why a lot of people find, you know, vegetarian and vegan, and they, they get a lot of health from that initially. Yeah, is because they're coming from a really terrible um, highly processed food, standard American diet. And they're moving to a lot of fruits and vegetables and things that are more whole foods based and more healthy. So they might initially have kind of a spurt of renewed health, but then the problem is long-term the way that most people do those diets, they're, they are not getting anywhere near the amount of protein they need. they have all kinds of deficiencies. And so it really, you know, people will say, well, why do some people feel better? It's like any diet change that moves you more towards whole foods, you're going to be healthier. Yeah, and yeah. so that's, that's kind of my explanation. But once you see the data, once you learn how important it is to maintain your muscle mass, there's like no way that you're going to keep being a vegetarian. <laughs> so. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, I love that you said that you have kind of followed how the science has evolved, right? I think uh, it's funny because when I, I, and I'm by no means any sort of food expert, right. Or nutrition <laughs> expert, but, um, I did go, I have kind of battled with my own journeys on what my body needs. And, uh, at a moment of feeling really optimal, kind of, kind of like what you're sharing. I just did more whole foods, but, um, I remember looking back at my elementary years and, um, walking through the little cafeteria line, they had the food pyramid <laughs> and literally I was thinking, wait, the food pyramid that I'm following today is literally flipped upside down <laughs> from yes. what it was when I was, in, when it was ingrained as my, in my head as a young child. Um, and so, but, but I remember as a young child being, this is the science, right? This is what they tell us we should be eating. Um, and so I think it's beautiful that you're passionate about not just saying this is the science and this is what it'll always be, but um, you use the word, which I use a lot in what I do, evolving, evolving as we as a world evolve with things. Where does the passion for like research and science and continuing to evolve with food come from for you? That has just been my little, um, you know, quirk of my personality for my entire life. I was that weird child. Like if there was a Google when I was a child, oh my God, it would have been my, my <laughs> it would have just been a blast because I, you know, I was at the age where I still had to go into the library, go into the insight, the card catalog, yeah. go find the book in the library, go through the encyclopedias, use the microfiche to get research. And I don't know, I just always did that. And then of course, um, even when I was in grad school, 
for psychology, it was still that that thing where you um, we did have computers, obviously, but it's still like a lot of microfilm going to the actual library, making copies. I mean, the way that that has evolved also doing research in the last 25 years is crazy. And it's just made it so much easier for me to share <laughs> the information that I'm looking to share. But um, one thing that you mentioned that I did want to just say this in case people have not heard this, that that food pyramid is not actually based on any science. There have never been any trials where they have fed people what they're recommending in that pyramid and in see if it's related to good health. There's nothing. And that's been shown time and again. It's like, it's crazy to me that literally our food pyramid is based on nothing. Well, <laughs> and at the very least, like bad epidemiology science, that's about it. Well, you know? it's probably really based on, and I don't want to be like a conspiracy theorist here, but it's probably truly based more on like um, economics and sales and, and those who are supporting, you know. Absolutely. Right. And I mean, be more right. And it's not yeah. a conspiracy. It's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> and I mean, don't get me wrong, right? We're both business owners. So of course, you know, business, but to me, like ethics um, and that it's, it's so funny. It's just crazy. It's not funny. It's crazy because we are, I mean, I was a very impressionable elementary school chill child, literally every day walking with my tray and seeing that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think you're right. It is beautiful that we've evolved and we have a Google and stuff, but we also still have a lot of right pros and cons. We have this opportunity to share so much information, but there's no validity and truth always behind what's being out there. Um, and so That's I true. love, like, how have you um, worked through your brand? And, and maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but I think one of your passions of being so research and science driven and inquisitive is is probably what really makes you stand out beyond all the other companies that really help with nutrition how do you bleed that through your marketing and your branding um so that people recognize that this i'm more than just someone who shares recipes and has good feedback like how do you work that through yeah, part of that with strictly the branding side, part of that was my tagline. From the beginning, I felt it was very important for my tagline to reflect uh, really what the brand was about. Because if you look at Heal, Nourish, Grow, I mean, you get something from those words, but it could be it could be any number of things, right? So to me, the um, ultimate wellness, advanced nutrition and healthy lifestyle, that really kind of just sums it up as a brand. Yeah. Uh, and it also gave me, from a business perspective, a lot of flexibility. Because if I just branded something strictly as keto, it's like, well, okay, what happens if science evolves and I discover like, hey, what, you know, maybe this um, paradigm is not quite right. What if I want to move it? Because you see this happen in a lot of blogs and people and influencers, they get particularly vegetarian, vegan. They do it for a few years. They get really popular in that space and then they have health problems and then they have to start eating meat again. And then everything that they have built as a brand is I mean, people, it's a huge backlash. Like this has happened a couple of times recently where people found these influencers of vegetarian meat and people get really angry about that. Right. So for me, it's more like you said, follow the science, follow the research. What are we learning about today? Um, the other way that I really weave that in through my brand is all of my articles are linked to the research, like not just to the article that US News decided to spin it a certain way. It's linked to the actual research and PubMed where you can go look it up yourself, read it yourself. Now, not everybody's awesome at deciphering like what's a good study and what's not. Um, so that's something if you're really into that, you definitely have to educate yourself on. Um, but the base resources are there for you to go look up and see. 
you know, if what the person is saying is true, because the other thing that happens a lot in nutrition, you'll see the headline and it'll yeah. say, um, new study says don't eat eggs or whatever it is. Right. Cause that remember how for a while it's like, eat eggs, don't eat eggs, eat right. eggs, don't eat eggs. Don't well, eat the yellow. Don't eat the yellow. <laughs> right. 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 Like, <laughs> and if you actually, so you read that article, you see that clickbait headline. Cause it's all yes. about the internet right now. They're just trying to get you to click. But if you actually yep. go read the study, it's like, that is not even what they actually said nope. half the time. <laughs> so, Oh. But people see that they see it on the headline. They assume that journalists are doing a good job. I think they used to do a better job. I think now they're for the most yeah. part, pretty, pretty awful in probably in great part because of social media and because of the internet, because it's not like reporting used to be. It is about getting clicks. It is about traffic to your site. And so they can't avoid some of that in this day and age. I mean, it's just going to be crappy headlines that are designed to get you to click and they're not even related to what the science says. <laughs> so. Yeah. There, there's been so many times where, um, gosh, even friends of mine have like shared something on social and I'll be like, Hey, did you read that article? Oh no, not yet. I'm like, well, why are you sharing it? <laughs> right. I got or, that, <laughs> I or better yet. <laughs> yeah, better yet. Oh my God. Better yet, that they not only did they not read it, but then if they did actually, you know, people will post something. And it's like, if you just go to Snopes, everybody knows Snopes.com, I hope, right? It's like, it's basically a de debunking site. Right, right. And you'll see that like a lot of this stuff that people end up posting on Facebook or something, it's not even true. Like, it's yeah. not even a real story. It's like, hey, if you're going to post something, and I, so I do try to incorporate that in my brand as well. It's like, if I'm sharing something or whatever, you better believe that I've already gone and checked the links and see if like, is this a, is this a real thing that I'm sharing? You know, I love that. There, there's not enough of that. And especially in your industry, I mean, there's a lot of industries who um, ethics, validity, um, research, like backing, backing what you say um, is so important. Um, and there's not enough of the brand making sure that that's at the forefront of what their audience knows about them. Right. I love that every single one of your articles has that link. Like that's phenomenal. It's, it's, it's really powerful too. Cause people can now trust that they can share it because Cheryl's already done the vetting for us. Right. And it's funny. I've actually had friends and people internet friends, I like to call them people that I've basically never met in person, but I've known them now online for years. And so they they are truly friends at this point. Um, but twice lately, this happened with my new book. I don't, I don't know if anybody, probably people that are listening on audio won't see this, but it's just this 21 day fat loss kickstart. And it, it's got citations. I think the last pages are like, like 75 to 80 citations at the end of the book nice. that are <laughs> all this research. Um, but these two people on social posted like, uh, if Cheryl says it, I believe it or something to that effect. <laughs> and I just, and that made me feel really like so good. Cause I'm like, that's what I'm all about. That's what I want people to know. It's like, okay, not to say it's not going to evolve because as I learn more, as I incorporate more information from the hours and hours of study that I do every week on this, as I incorporate that into my brain, it's going to come out in my content differently, right? So it doesn't mean that it's like, just because I said this today, it's the only way to believe and it's the only thing. It's just like, hey, at this moment, based on bringing this all together, this is what I believe to yeah. be the truth in this moment. So that's kind of how I approach it from both a branding standpoint, but also just from most of the stuff I do start because I just wanted to learn more about how can I be healthier? How can I possibly avoid cancer? Yeah. And then the ability to share that forward, it's like, it's pretty huge. 
I feel like that's a really good segue into my next question of, of um, and sometimes this is hard, but what is your why? It's, it's all about health and it's all about wanting to help others experience greater health. Cause I have, like I said, I've had my own health problems over the years. I've had multiple surgeries, which is really awful. I, if I can just have people avoid some of that stuff by getting healthier, that makes me happy. And that's my purpose in life. And hopefully also while I'm doing it at the same time and practicing what I preach, hopefully it also helps me avoid some of these things that are so very prevalent in my family. Cause unfortunately it's not just my dad. It's, it's like a lot of cancer in my family. So, um, so for me, it's always going to be just like me learning about that to help myself, but then sharing it with everybody else. So that hopefully it helps them too, and be just to be healthier and be happier. Yeah. I think, uh, at the root, right. We are wise are with my clients. I do this really fun exercise. Um, it's challenging too, but oftentimes what I do is I strip away their thing. So if I strip away food, food is no longer of existence anymore. Now our why can still exist, but it might look differently. The vehicle we use. And to me, what I'm getting from you is how educational you are, how much you want to teach. You want mm. others to, to learn, you know, and evolve with, evolve beyond what they were just put in their face and be more inquisitive. Does that align with you, like how you, how you feel you are? Yes, totally. And I think you just nailed it. Cause for me, it is because I just have that naturally. And I guess some people don't, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but, but it's, it just, it leads you not even in just the health path, but just being inquisitive overall about, you know, what's going on with our government, what, um, you know, I don't want to say the word because you can actually get censored on, on podcast and YouTube and everywhere else just by saying the silly word about this, you know, virus that's out there. Yeah. But, um, but I think it just, it changes your perspective on so many things. It doesn't just have to be related to health. It can be your spirituality. It can be, um, your job. It can be any of these things where you just like have to take a little time to dive deeper. And I know it's not always pleasant and, you know, that's why it's good to find some people that you trust in a certain space and like start listening to what they're saying and, and how they evolve too. Like there's this one guy in our space, he's evolved a ton. He actually wrote this book called, um, Car the carnivore code. It's, it's very good. I suggest anybody that wants to learn more about nutrition, it brings up a lot of really thought provoking things that are outside of the mainstream. But he's he's evolved since he wrote that book. He now has changed his kind of thinking and paradigm as he's learned more as he's dug into the research. And he's a doctor, and so you can obviously a lot of people will automatically trust that more, you know. Yeah. Um, but you can see even somebody like that is constantly evolving because he's constantly diving more into the research, doing experiments on himself, and learning more and more. Now his does happen to be nutrition, but I mean again, it can be any aspect of your life. You just mm -hmm. if you got to take the time to dig a little deeper, I think is the main message. Yeah. I just love that because our world has gone so insta, instant, mm -hmm. instant gratification. I want the answer now. I want to just read the clickbait headline and believe it because uh, I think there's a lot of pressures on all of us as business owners, as employees, as humans to just go, 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 go. And there we've, we've lost the ability to innately have time to be inquisitive. So the fact that mm -hmm. you are bleeding that through your passion so purposefully. Like, I love, I love that. It, it's this depth to what you do that I don't see in nutrition enough. So I, I just applaud that so much. 
Well, thank you. And I, I hope that that does come through because again, it's not that I'll never be wrong because I'm sure I am. You can ask my husband. <laughs> <laughs> but, but usually not about nutrition. <laughs> oh, those guys. <laughs> well, I love it too. I mean, evolving is something that um, I talk with my clients on immediately, immediately, right? We're working on creating their brand and it might seem backwards that the very first conversations I'm having is how will we evolve? How will we evolve beyond what we're going to do? Because we are, we should all be evolving. And so um, I, I just love how honest you are about that. Um, so I just wanted to kind of talk to you know my audience that are listening and they're you're loving what you're sharing they're they're probably hopefully if we're doing <laughs> our jobs right they're probably starting to question some of their own behavior not just around nutrition but maybe these clickbait articles and things like that right. Right. um how if somebody is kind of vibing with what you got going on and wants to work with you like what's the best either introductory way or or the depth that you offer so I, I have, offer a ton of stuff for free. So on the website, healnourishgrow.com, there is a beginner's guide to keto that's pretty extensive. It's a very long article <laughs> and it kind of goes through a lot of these things that we've talked about, like, hey, is is all this stuff that they say is real nutrition, you know, we're supposed to eat like what, 10 whole grains a day and is that, is that all garbage or what's the science behind that? And um, there's a couple of really awesome books that are not mine that I highly recommend reading. The Carnivore Code is one. Um, the Big Fat Surprise by Nina Teichels. She is an investigative journalist, um, as is Gary Taubes. And they both have books that are just like really blow the lid off of this. And when you said conspiracy theory, it is not a conspiracy theory. You can bet that food Big food and big pharma have their hands all over this. And it's right. not what's optimal for people to be eating for optimal health. If you want to get diabetes and die young and be more susceptible to cancer, like keep eating all that garbage that they're yeah, trying to follow, us. follow the upside down. <laughs> right. <laughs> or the, um, the <laughs> um, so anyway, so lots of that stuff for free. Getting started with keto guide for free. I sometimes offer like random free programs or speak at summits quite a bit on all this kind of stuff. Um, the books that I have now are, are a big way that people can go a little deeper um, because a whole book is like a lot different way of approaching information, right? So um, the tagline for this, because you know I'm all about my taglines now that we've talked, right? So it's make keto, make keto easy, take diet breaks and still lose weight. So the Love take that. diet breaks part in this yeah. book is something that is not really in diet culture that much. No, it's um, it's this it's, all or nothing. And that is right. so hard to trust me from my own experience. It's so hard to maintain. Yes. And, and I think that's the point of taking a break. It does, not only does it do things for your metabolism, all of those kinds of, you know, physical things. It also, because you, my background in psychology, I can always have this in my head. It's like, there is also a psychological benefit to taking a break from that stuff. So it's like, be really focused in sprints. It's kind of like, um, you ever read the book, The Lean Startup, or there's this other one about, um, oh, it's about how developers work. They kind of work in these sprints, right? Oh, okay. So that they're working on a particular software. So they'll have like a one week sprint to do all this code. And then they kind of have a breather after that, because it's like, it's a very intense period. And so that is sort of like what we're talking about with diet breaks, because you're practicing your new lifestyle. You're just getting accustomed to eating in a new way. You're doing all these things. Whereas if you or a habits person like I am in the psychology of it, doing too much at once is a surefire way to not integrate new habits. 
taking it very slowly and adding in one small habit at a time, really creating this foundation of habits that you can build upon is really the way to create long-term change in yeah. your life. And so, and that's a lot about what I talk about in the book. And I, I'm thinking at some point, because I talk about habits all the time, that there could be like something else coming after this that's more related to habits. But um, to me, that's really the way. It's a, it's an inexpensive way for me to share information with people. I mean, you know, books are still usually $10, $15. It's not like you're buying a whole program. Right. And I think it, it also allows people to feel empowered that they are, you know, taking this information and starting to create all of this for themselves. Now, that's not to say that accountability buddies or groups and things like that aren't mm -hmm. valuable because the research shows that you're much more likely also if, if weight loss is your thing, because that's kind of what we're talking about, yeah. um, that you're much more likely to be successful if you have partners or if you have somebody to be accountable to. So I'm not discounting any of that, but I also think there is a level of you know personal responsibility to like, hey, take your time to read a book and to yeah. start implementing some of these things. And it just makes you feel like so much more um, well, empowered is the word it makes you feel so much better about the whole situation than just like kind of taking a program and like going through the motions. And then at the end, you're like, well, what did you really learn? You just followed this, this program, if that makes sense. Right. Well, I think it's um, empowered is absolutely the word, but I also was thinking like in control, right? Mm. So when you are educated and you're, you're inquisitive about your own journey on whatever you're doing, right? We're going to use fat, fat loss as our, as our right. example here. When you're in control from a educational backed in science way, it doesn't feel fleeting. Like, oh, I tried mm -hmm. this, it's been two days of working out and eating right and I haven't lost any weight. But if you've read like, this is the process to get it there, mm -hmm. you're now in control of sticking with it, working in those breaks and knowing that that's okay because this is part of the journey. And there's just not enough of that in our, like I said earlier, instant gratification world. It's just, we don't give ourselves the time for it. So. No. And I totally appreciate that, especially with weight loss. It's like, we just want it to feel better and we just want to look better in our clothes and we want it to be like yesterday. <laughs> so yeah. I, I get that. And that's why the 21 part day part, it's almost like I tried to be a little bit, I mean, I don't want to say I'm being sneaky about it, but a little bit because I give you the 21 day protocol. But what I'm really trying to share with people here is, is it's like changing your lifestyle around yeah. this. And, yeah. that, you know, it's not, it's not really about the weight loss. I mean, if you need to do that to get healthier, that's very important. Um, but it's more about just like creating healthier habits overall. So, um, so while this, that last part is actually really cool and I definitely recommend that people try it, especially if weight loss is a goal, but the rest of the book, it, to me, the education part behind it is like the more important part. And so it was a little bit like, it was a little bit clickbaity maybe. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you know, people do, it, the 21 days is appealing because it's like, oh, I can do anything for 21 days. And exactly. I love, I love that what they're going to learn when they read from you is, uh, you can do anyone for 21 days, but I want you to do this for a long, a lot longer. And this is like that foundation yeah. for you. I love that you're going to work that in from the get-go. Yeah. Well, thank you, Cheryl, so much for being on, um, and for providing just so much knowledge and, um, th this book, I know you have another book coming out, so I'm going to make sure in the show notes that we have, uh, the link to get to heal, nourish, grow so that they can check out one, the 21 day fat loss book. And then what's the name of their, your new book coming out? Or is that a release? Is it a secret? No, it's, I, I finally can take the lid off. It's I'm finally right. able to talk about it. So it's the grain-free cookbook for beginners. And so there's a lot of health reasons based behind that too. All the recipes are also sugar-free, keto-friendly and have dairy-free options as well. So, uh, um, I wouldn't even agree to write a book if I, 
if it didn't have the ability for me to like keep it low carb, because that is to me really important for people. And that's a whole nother like conversation that's longer, but, um, but yeah, so all the recipes, even though it says grain-free cookbook, they're still like on brand with me. It's, they're all going to be low carb. They're all going to be delicious <laughs> and it'll help you like feel better and your brain be clear, all that stuff. And that, you know, if you have grain sensitivities, obviously like that's a whole nother conversation as well. But um, the recipes in there, whether you're grain-free or not, are all delicious. So I think you should just yeah. try it anyway. <laughs> Nice. Well, I feel like everyone's any, any of my listeners listening are going to get some value out of this. Cause what do we all do? We all eat, right? There yes. Is, we all have to eat. <laughs> everyone has to eat. So why don't we use it, use it as power. Um, and I love that you're pro- providing that to people. So thank you again so much. And, uh, listeners until next time, I will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Steph here. Thank you so much for listening to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. If you are a successful business owner and you lead your business with passion, we'd love to feature you on our show. We'd love to share with the world what makes your business great and how you have intentionally led passion throughout your business. Also, if you got any value or little tidbits from this episode, please take a minute to screenshot the episode and share it on your favorite social media platform. Be sure to tag us so we can properly thank you. And we love deepening our connection with our listeners. We are regularly putting out new episodes to feature leaders such as yourself who lead with passion on purpose. So be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss any future episodes. For more episodes, guest information, or details on the show, please visit getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. That's getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. Once again, I'm Steph. I am the owner and creative director at Vim. And thank you for listening to the show.